Welcome back to Lost in Sci-Fi. I'm your host, Leland, here with my good friend and co-host, Elizabeth. Hi, everybody. And this week, we um, we did pull from the Cosmic Selection. We'll get there. Yeah. But first, Elizabeth is the first person from Pixelated Geek to go to the New York Comic Con. Uh, you and your sister Catherine and yep. your brother-in-law Nathan yes. all got to hung. Did he get to go with you guys? Yeah, he okay. did. Yeah, we all went. Because yeah. all the pictures were just of you and Catherine. Right. But I saw, yeah. I guess someone had to take the photo. Right, yes. exactly. <laughs> but if you go over, yeah, because Nathan, he's got his own Instagram account. Sure, sure. Slack. So he does not dress up because he holds the camera for you Right, and he's not, okay. he's not much of a dressy-up person. I mean, sure, he sure. from time to time. We wanted him to dress up because we were gender-bent 10th and 11th doctors, and all I wanted him to do was wear a Union Jack t-shirt. I'm like, so he could be gender-bent Rose, technically. And they're like, oh, oh that hilarious would have been, funny. Have been. Exactly. Yeah, just a pair of jeans, yeah. yeah exactly, but no, nah, he wouldn't. It's just not, you know, not really as... Uh, he might have done it, but we didn't push, so, you know. But he's a very good photographer. Sure. Yeah, he takes Whatever, good Nathan, pictures. Whatever, just It's a shirt, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, he didn't say no. Right. Just, you know, just I'm giving him shit for, yeah. for, for the, the lack of enthusiasm towards all of it. <laughs> But really? I'm just like, what do you mean you didn't wear it? I'm assuming Catherine asked him to wear it, <laughs> yeah, but sure. maybe she didn't get around to that. So, uh, yeah. and you, which one were you? you were... I was the 11th Doctor. Correct, yes, because I saw your... The fez. And the bow tie. You... Why did you have the purple coat? That is, it's actually his, um, I believe it's his costume from the yes. 50th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He had yeah. a coat and he had a gray vest. Okay. And if I'm being honest, I've said it before, the whole reason why I did that is because I wanted to wear a vest more than I wanted to wear suspenders. That's completely yeah. fair. But I played fast and loose with the rules because in the 50th anniversary he did not wear the fez and the red bow tie. Sure. But, you know, it's fine. You know, really? It's who cares? Everybody knew who I was. Yeah, that no. was my main role. <laughs> There's yeah. a fez. They're like, oh, we know who you were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Uh, right on. Yeah. Um, I saw the photos. You guys look like you were... It, well, I've never been to the New York Comic Con. I've never been to New York. But you were saying that it's bigger than San Diego Comic Con. And yeah. now when you say that, do you mean... The convention center on a whole? I I believe both. I okay. mean, certainly you walk down this hallway to get to Artist Alley, which you know what Artist Alley looks like. Sure. Kind of cramped. Yeah. And, eh. I would guess you go down this hall into this warehouse-like room that I, I would guess is about a quarter the size of the entire sales floor at Comic-Con. Right on. And that's just Artist Alley. And that's nice because that means that you have, not only do you have the professional artists there. Yeah. But you have a lot of amateur artists that may or not ever be seen. Right, right, right. right. So they can pimp out their stuff, and yep. maybe someone important may see them and be like, oh, I like what you're doing. Right. And so there's opportunities there. Also, it's just nice to see artists. It, you and know? really, and we got to see like artists that I don't live here. Ramondelli was there. Right. Uh, Stefan Sedge was there. Um, Alex Milne. I know Aaron Alexevich, I believe he was there. He does um, Serenity Rose. We didn't see all those people. Sure. Because... All right, if San Diego Comic-Con apparently has 130,000 people who go to it. We'll go. We'll, we were trying sure. to figure out numbers. Yeah. Or we'll just round it up to that yeah. and call it. And that's ticketed, ticketed. into the convention, exactly. not counting outside bullshit. Exactly. New York Comic-Con's 180,000. Okay. So it's definitely... And the, we went on Saturday, and just imagine... As crazy as it gets on Saturday at Comic Con, it was at least that crazy at New York Comic Con. Wow. I mean, it was it was like is it still, signs up um, all over the place saying, "Please don't stop in the aisles. Please don't sure, stop to take sure, pictures. Sure. You're getting stepped on. You're bumping into people." So a normal con. Yeah, yeah. What is it run by the same 
people it that... It is not. It yeah. is not. It is not. Okay. It is a different one, yeah. I'm trying to remember their name. Comic-Con International. Yeah, So exactly. it's not... Okay, so it's a completely different company. Yep, yep. Are tickets cheaper? I thought they were about the same. I want to say I our figured. Saturday ticket was like 55 Well, that is much cheaper. I think a one-day Comic-Con ticket's in the hundreds now. I don't think Maybe so. Maybe 75 I think closer to 75 I okay. want to say, yeah. Because it's... Most I haven't purchased the... a one-day ticket Neither. in years, yeah, so it's yeah. like... It's, look, it's, it's four days with preview night or nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, or, That's totally or it. Sunday. And people for were complaining. <laughs> we did the, the ticket purchase because we couldn't get a press pass. Sure. So we did the ticket purchase thing, and it's they still put you in like an online waiting room. Why and you not? do that, right? Yeah. And it was about 45 minutes in that waiting room before Ooh. I got a ticket, and we were watching like Friday tickets sold out before we could get in there. And then afterwards, all these people are online bitching about how awful it was and horrible. And I'm watching tickets. But at the end of the day, there were still some Thursday tickets left. Yeah. So how bad can it be? You know, these guys have no concept of what a bad ticket no, is. No, also probably they were like, well, the, the day I could get off yeah. is gone. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go to Thursday. Well, it, it's the same thing yeah. almost every day. I mean, the core sure. of it is the same thing. Yeah. You're going to shop, you're going to see artists, and the people are dressed up. Yep. Yes. Uh, presentations may be completely different. Apparently, Doctor Who, the whole cast was there on Friday, which is not the day we were there. But that's well, of course okay. not. Yeah. We wanted Saturday. We wanted to go on Yeah, I, I read that, yeah, Capaldi was there. Mm-hmm. And I the think new the companion. Were, I think the Ponds might have been there. I want to say that. And I think Matt Smith, weird. too. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Bring them all out. What is the it hell? True I that mean, Matt Smith may come back. There is that rumor mm. that, due to story-wise, that uh, Peter could regenerate back into Matt Smith, but yeah. it will not be like he's regenerating back to old Matt Smith. It'll be Matt Smith after living whatever a billion years, yeah, right? As the twelfth Doctor to become the thirteenth Doctor, so he would have to completely changed the way that his doctor was. Interesting. I, I think that's, I, as I far as a story great. element, and I think that's... Been, oh, as an acting yeah. thing, it's got to be interesting to be playing the same character, but you're not playing the same mm-hmm. character. You're, you're adding all these levels on top of things that you already were doing. Because he was very much doing the second and third doctor, yeah. if I remember right. Like, he had a lot of hand movements. Yes. And he was... Crazy, but very direct when he needed to be. Yes, um, and aloof, and that and that I believe is how the second and third Doctor were portrayed. So he was doing like an amalgam of that with his own. Right. So it'd be interesting if he got rid of all of that, kept a little bit of it, because you know he still He's needs still to doctor. be Matt Smith. Yeah. But bringing Capaldi and maybe some of Nine's stuff mm-hmm. into it, because we'd have to consider at this point, he's gone through a whole bunch of BS. Yeah. And whatever the new stuff they're going to do. Um, they said if they did it, it would probably only be for one season. And it would probably be just a, like, this is a, a story element that will probably tie back into something. Okay. I would imagine they could not bring the pawns back because they were so adamant about not being able yeah. to go back to that one time. Frame, I could whatever. see them. I and could we've see talked them about this before about like, yeah. oh, land in Jersey and go, take a train, right, you know. Exactly. Um, but I could see them going back on that just because, I mean, you think about the last, quote unquote, last episode with Rose, which just tears your heart out. Sure. And that brilliant goodbye, you know, I'm burning And then up we with saw her like 16 and, more times. And yeah. I was like, yeah, it kind of took the sting out of it. So I could see them doing that with the pawns. Just you know? to fix, you think they would fix it? Like they were like, fans hated this really, so much. I really kind of <laughs> hope they don't. Because it's one thing that I respect. Yeah. When you do something and people don't like it, 
and it makes people unhappy. After a while, you live with it and it just becomes part of the story. If you go back on it, it's like, well, I went through all that for nothing, you know? It, true. It, mm. It's like every time they bring a character in comic books back to it's life. It's true, yeah. It's Especially like, when they had a really great death scene. Yeah, you're like, yeah. so what was the point of killing that person for you to bring them back a year later? I like, always you know, remember in, uh, God, when was that? When Ileana died with, um, uh, she had some of the disease. And oh, the you're talking, oh, say, the, right? the mutant in disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It was a wonderful death scene. And then mm-hmm. I've come back to comics and I'm like, oh, she's back? Oh, yeah, like she died and then Colossus gave himself the disease to... Yes, so science genetics, like, oh, a mutant needs to die to cure mutants. And you're just, I'm reading and going like, what? what? <laughs> like, that just, that's some bullshit Fine. right there. You just want to kill Colossus. Yeah, that's For right. whatever reason... But you brought him back 10 years later. Granted, it was a good long time. So yeah. that was, you know, the most, I think the, the three, I'm going to say four. Mm-hmm. The four biggest deaths in comics that have now all changed. Yeah. Um, I would say is Bucky. Yes. But they brought Bucky back and it worked. Yeah. Like you were like, God damn it. Because okay, Winter that Soldier one was, is so cool. Yeah, right? you're kind of like, is. all right, you brought him back, but you made this one interesting. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, oh, he's back from the dead. Yay. And you're like, oh, okay. They, they worked around it and it was a good story. Yeah. And hell, he got a movie for fuck's sake. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say the death of Jason Todd. True, yeah. But unfortunately, you know, they brought him back. Not, I think, as successful as, say, Bucky. Yeah. But... The Red Hood has kind of become an interesting character, but it's taken him a while. Yeah, a lot of a lot of hands and writers have had yes. to to mold that into something so that's, that's worth it. That's what it takes. That's all. Um, I think Gwen Stacy should always stay dead, no matter what. Now, granted, I know Gwenpool, not Gwenpool, um, uh, Gwenpool is Spider Gwen. Yeah, Spider Gwen and Gwenpool is pretty sure. popular. Yeah, um, I get it. That costume is badass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the characters doesn't really. I don't read it. It doesn't work for me. Right. But as far as Prime Universe goes, she need to stay dead. Yeah. Like, it just... Because it was such a great death. It was so also, tragic, it, you know? It, it, it kind of defines Spider-Man. Yeah. Almost like Uncle Ben died. Like, he's another one, like, leave right. him dead. Oh, like, they haven't ever tried to bring back him. Oh, back. several times, but oh he's always, God. you know, alternate universe man. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one I think is important to mention only because it's one of my favorites is Jean Grey. The first yeah. time. Yeah. Now, granted... <laughs> That's her thing, though. She is the phoenix. She rises from the ashes every sure. so often and dies again. Yeah. That that's her deal. Okay. But, but then it wasn't. Yeah. You know. So in like I think it was like seventy seven seventy. I don't remember the exact date. But when she got when she killed herself, that was like, oh shit. You yeah, know. They're taking it real. You know. You know and I remember. The, I mean, the first X Men story I ever read was the Dark Phoenix Saga, and I had no idea who any of these people were. But majority of those characters are my favorite X-Men because they were my introduction into the world. So it's like I love Emma Frost and Jean Grey and Storm and Kitty Pryde because those were all their first like, here, this is our big adventure, Dazzler. That was her first appearance. So it's kind of like these are the characters that resonate with me the most because they were the first time I read them. Right, right. You always remember your first Doctor. You're going to remember your first comic or at least a... 
a proximity of what you can remember as a child reading it. Teen Titans. That yeah. was like, you know, I mean, there was little comics that I read oh, here sure, and there sure, and everything, yeah. but the first thing that I ever actually got a hold of and followed was Marv Wolfman's run on yeah. Teen Titans. And I, was I mean, just I'm like, Who pretty sure my dad handed me Batman and Superman comics as a kid, mm-hmm. but the first one I officially purchased on my own was a JLA issue. And it was one of those iconic covers where the villains were on one side and the heroes were on the other. And someone was yelling about something. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, but everything in this cover is everything I've ever wanted. I didn't know. <laughs> you know, so much of fact that I bought three, because it was a three-part story of that. I, I, you know, it's like, I, bottom line is I found them in mint condition. Right. I have them framed. They're beautifully kept because they were my first comic books. Exactly. Couldn't tell you the number to save my life, though. Uh, that's fine. That's, that's not important. <laughs> that's not the important But part. it should be something I remembered in my mind. Mm, that's fine. <laughs> um, you were not physically there. Yeah. But I did contact you on Saturday night. Yes. I think it was. In which, uh, by the way, I was fully aware that it was like eight o'clock my time. Yeah, yeah. And almost midnight your time. And I was like, she up. I'm totally up. <laughs> I was like, you totally in New York. Up. You up. Yeah. Because the announcement that the Defenders yes. came on stage. And then they brought out Sigourney Weaver and said she's the villain for yeah. the Defenders series. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. I don't know anybody. Wait, I do know someone in New York. And you were like, we're not there. So I was like, that's fair. But you heard about it, right? Here's the thing. Here's the hilarious thing. And we mentioned this over on uh, the Binary System podcast. Sure. uh, Last third. Well, God, I don't know when this episode is dropping. But, you know. This will be a... A while back, a while you back. talked about it. Binary is a podcast, 54, I believe. But we were we were leaving the con, we're exhausted. I mean, just walking around all day, and we're walking down the street to the subway, and we walk past this thing called the Manhattan Center. Okay. And as far as I can tell, that is New York Comic Con's Hall H. It is sure. outside of the convention center, but I think it's still a ticketed thing that you got to do. How long of a walk do would you say to get to it? Not more than two to three blocks. You know. Oh, so more yet. or less the same dif- distance, kind of from the common um the San Diego Convention Center to say like one of the hotels probably okay it's about right or like um, uh you know like WonderCon when it was in LA this last year I guess it was the Staples Center kind of thing they that's where their hall age was yeah and that's right across the street more or less exactly exactly so it wasn't very far we're walking by and we hear like a little cheer and we're like oh that's there's something comic-con related going on in there and then we heard the roof fly off the place, right. like this giant roar. And I said, I bet there's somebody famous in there. Willing to bet that was the moment they brought Sigourney Weaver it out has there. To I think be. that's what I heard. I so. mean, because it was so funny. About three weeks ago, at time of recording, three mm-hmm. weeks ago, so six weeks ago, whenever, you <laughs> whenever this, is. this is a while. <laughs> time, timey wimey in, in the Lost in Sci Fi podcast. Time's weird. Uh, when. One of my friends posted a thing on her Facebook, like, so excited, Sigourney Weaver joins Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I and I read it, and, I was, and it was from, like, a website I'd never heard of. Okay. It was a blip. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to... This gonna, isn't, no. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to post anything about this, because there's no point. Like, right. it was, it was so innocuous in that, I was like, this... I feel if Sigourney Weaver is going to join the Marvel Universe, why aren't you on Yahoo or right. one of the bigger CBR? Yeah and, yeah. and no one was tracking it. So I was like, well, maybe it's just a, a stupid rumor. Yeah. Who, three weeks later. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> bitch walks out on stage and says, oh, by the way, I'm the Defender's villain. And you're like, oh. They were right. Maybe yeah. I should have done something with that article. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
I think it's amazing. That it also, I th- it's amazing for several reasons. One, because it's her and yeah. anything she does is gold. But um, I think it's amazing that we get to see her as a villain, which she's played in the past, but not very often. Right. Um, we don't know who she is at this point. Now, as much as I would love to say, I, I was kind of hoping that she was going to join the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Because I want her to be like this weird sexy alien kind of sure. thing. Yeah. We got Glenn Close. We don't need two. Nine. You know what I mean? Two Academy Award nominees up there doing their thing. You're like, right. you guys got you got that covered. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I would like to say she's going to be a super powered villain. Could be. Logic, due to how the Netflix series have progressed. Mm-hmm. And I'm only, this is just my own thing. You have Daredevil, which is kind of teetered into the supernatural. Right. With the hand and bringing back people from the dead. Like, right. they, they started that a little bit. You've got Luke Cage, which is probably the most superhuman of them. Well, I forget. Jessica Jones is pretty superhuman. Yeah, I gotta admit. So, yeah. but you, Jess- I, I Jessica, count, Jessica Jones is villain, of course. Sure. I count those as kind of one world. Yeah. Not that the Daredevil world isn't connected, but we haven't seen those people interact yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got Luke Cage and Daredevil, definitely, not Daredevil, um, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, definitely these superhumans. Mm-hmm. And then you have Danny Rand coming in next year for Iron Fist, which is definitely picking up the magic mysticism. Sure. I would, logic in my mind says, okay, the government's probably fully aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. She's probably going to be some sort of governmental evil Amanda Waller. Right, right. Which, not awful if you're going to go for a marvel cinematic amanda waller kind of character sigourney weaver is who would be in my top 10 right but to see her as a selective character that has like a maybe an iconic costume or a power would be awesome yes but we don't know because um i asked everyone at the store not everybody i did like i took a poll basically at the store last week because you know i work in a comic shop does anyone know anything about the fucking Defenders? No one knows no. jack shit. No. Like, because the Defenders team has changed so often. They It's not like they have a set standard villain. There's no book out right now to look at. I was like, I have no clue anything about the Defenders. And as far as I'm concerned, I think maybe Iron Fist is the only one that actually was a Defender. Maybe Luke Cage? Maybe. Somebody, I thought somebody had said Daredevil and Jessica Jones had been. Could yeah. be. Yeah. Like I said, don't know. Yeah. I know Doc Strange was. Yeah. And he's not in the, in the Netflix series. He's got his own movie coming he's out right now. He's got his own deal. Leave him alone for a right. while. So I, does S.H.I.E.L.D. ever get into the Jessica Jones Daredevil world? No, they ever, and they, they should. That, that would make sense. It, there's, mm, mm. there's some... As much as they keep telling us it's a it's a unified cinematic universe, just because you mention the incident with the aliens right. every so often in Daredevil or Luke Cage, or you go to Shield and they're like, "Well, the Sokovia Accords," you're like, just because you drop things from a movie doesn't mean that I feel your universe is connected. Right, right. That's a very tenuous yeah. connection. I mean, I appreciate it every sure. time they do it. I'm like, oh, I know what they're talking about. It was like, yes, yeah, Sam Jackson and Lady Sif have been on Shield. Right. Once, yep. maybe twice, which is pretty impressive. Sure, yeah. yeah, it would be impressive if I don't know Robert Downey Jr. made a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Like he's done TV. He's currently doing a Netflix series. Like you're on <laughs> Netflix. So are the other people. Yes. Like it would. Be, it, 
it upsets me as a fan because it's like, guys, it can't be that difficult. I know. I mean, contractually, is there a con- contractual I mean, problem? I, as far as I'm concerned, th- when you sign on to be Iron Man, you are Iron Man. Yeah. For whatever, how many properties, I don't think it's going to hurt them. They could ask. Now, maybe he said no. But I'm pretty sure they've never asked. It's hardly possible. You know, and that's the thing. The connection is definitely there. Marvel and Marvel, Netflix and Netflix. Yeah. He's involved in all of those things, so just bring him over one little quick walk on, yeah. have him stare at the camera for a second and leave, we will totally be Like, happy. he doesn't even need, uh, like, Captain, like, Chris Evans doesn't need to be in the full costume. He could just walk on, deliver some kind of dialogue or, like, a video thing, like, yeah. uh, hi, Phil, I'm doing this, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Hey, cool, you're still alive. Good to know. Nice. You know, I, I don't... Mm. Film it when they're filming their other show. That'd be great. You know? I have to assume there's legalities. And I there have has to, to be. It has to be also something yeah. like, I don't know, not only when you do something, you have to consider how it affects other actors in other places. So if you don't do it by the book, with the contract, with the actor's equity and all that kind of stuff, maybe it starts to screw people over. And so you're sure. like, it's too complicated, I can't do it. Maybe it does. Maybe, maybe. I don't know how that works. I'm not an actor, but... I also just feel like... Like, was it um, Chloe Bennett who plays... Um, Sky slash Daisy slash Tremor yes, yes. on Shield went off on a, a convention one afternoon about how like she doesn't feel like it's connected. Oh, interesting. Like she was very very vocal about how like they say it's connected, but we can't get any of those people to come to our show. We're not allowed to go to the movies. Interesting. How connected are we if we're really not connected? And I was like, she's not wrong. It's fair. It is because it's you. But um, Sam Jackson recently said in an interview, which is so funny because. Why go to him for any information? Mm-hmm. Like, who talks to him about stuff? <laughs> but I guess he said that he feels that S.H.I.E.L.D. will start slowly moving back into the cinematic universe now that S.H.I.E.L.D. is officially returned on the show. Sure. And I was like, that's great. But you're Sam Jackson and not someone in charge. Right. Like, it's great. I love hearing from you. Yeah, yeah. And who wouldn't want to hear from but Sam But you're Jackson? not Kevin Feige and you don't sign a check. Yeah. Has anybody put the screws to Kevin Feige and asked him about it? I mean, I'm pretty sure someone has, but it's not been publicized. Yeah, okay. you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's awesome that Sigourney Weaver is going to be a Defenders villain. Don't no idea who she's going to be. Don't care. You know? Don't care. Saint Sigourney um, Weaver. You know? And also it's one of those things like, is the Defenders a series or is it just a movie? Like, I, I believe it's just like a two-hour movie. I don't know. Which is fine. Yeah. It's not like I need backstory on those characters. No, because they've done it the way Marvel always Exactly. Did. They establish their origin story elsewhere, and then they bring them all together at the same um, time. Have you watched any of Luke Cage yet? I have. I'm probably yeah. about... I want to say I just watched... I'm halfway through the eighth episode. Oh, okay, you're ahead of me. Shit, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. taking my time with this one. Yeah, yeah. It's really heavy. It is. It's yeah. definitely... It's a, good, but it's very heavy. It's a different pace. Yes. You, it takes a while. Like, you go in, and you're expecting Daredevil and Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. and it is very much not. So you have to yeah. get used to a different feel for it as well. It's a good pace, though. I enjoy the show. I think everyone's great on it. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um Love Misty Knight. Mm-hmm. Damn. And I'm I'm a kind of a big fan of that character from the comic. Because <laughs> she's a 70s character. Her name's Misty Knight. 
she got a fro. Yeah. Like, I'm like, and a robo arm now, apparently, in right. the current run, where yeah. I was like, okay. How did that happen? Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen that in the no. series yet. Like, I, just, just I don't think it... we need to see a robo arm. Because if it isn't happen. Stark giving it to her, it's right. kind of like, oh, did you get it from Hammer? You don't want Hammer Tech. They've you done know? such <laughs> great things. They made a nod at Luke Cage's old costume. That was, was fantastic. so awesome. I mean, the best way to do it. Best and it, what was great about it is he put it on. Yeah. And you saw it. Like, jeans, was it orange shirt? Yellow, or is it yellow? Yellow, yellow? It's open. His chest is exposed. The headband, the arm brackets yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And he looks at them and he just kind of goes, oh, no. And, yeah. and we as the audience are going, yeah, that looks ridiculous. It's a good <laughs> thing you didn't do that. But it's Take awesome, that off. You know? Yeah. Because we, they did that with um, Jessica Jones Sure, well. sure. We got to see her costume for like a second. And it's an know? awful costume. It is terrible. But so it's, it's nice <laughs> that they acknowledge they're like, yes, this was a thing. And now it's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to just wear clothes. Yep. That because fine. really, he's just a dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I really dig it. I think it's really good. Um, I'm uh, I'm only like at the seventh or sixth episode at okay. this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been very solid. I've been enjoying it. Now, how was the cosplay in New York? Wonderful. Was it I mean, stepped up from San Diego? Um, you know. Maybe just a smidge, because I've okay. seen some amazing cosplay at San Diego Comic-Con. Sure. But I, this was like, there was a girl at one point, and she's posing with a guy. The guy had a full set of extended wings, so he looked amazing. Okay. She was a centaur, but like an anime centaur. Of she had a whole like thing built, and then there were wheels on the back hooves and everything. <laughs> she looked really good. She looked really I'm good. I'm sure she looked great. It that's was cumbersome. It is. Like, I mean, like, she was not on the sales floor. Yeah. She was out in the front where the You're other like, cosplayers were. How do you the restroom? Right? I saw, what did we see? We saw a Night Vale, one Night Vale costume, which sure. made me very happy. I saw a girl, and we're going to get a, a, a gallery up of all these photos. Mm-hmm. problem is Catherine and Nathan were two days delayed getting back. Cause, yeah, Hurricane Michael? Uh, yeah. Miguel? I can't remember. Francisco? Something. You know, one, one of those. Whatever. A hurricane. A hurricane washed out a lot of the tracks for Amtrak sure, yeah, yeah, so they yeah. couldn't get back. Um, we'll get that up, but a lot of great lot of great costumes and I love this girl walking by and she actually got down the hall before I realized oh, I know what that is right she she was the the wall from stranger things with the Christmas lights and the letters up there it was great I loved it it was I love it when people do stuff like that, that. show man like I, did you finish it I did yeah I, I enjoyed it but you know what it's getting dangerously close to being overhyped I think I yeah. it is I, very I, I was there very quick uh, yeah I, I didn't love it I, I really yeah. and I love the the final episode. I thought it was great. That's you know? the problem. Yeah. Is the final episode I felt was the best episode. Yes, and everything getting up to that was kind of a waste. And that, I, it was just like oh, you I and my a lot of drama. sister, you and my little sister Hannah, yeah. we had the same because there's a book called Prayer for Owen Meany that you go through the entire book and it's really a wade. And then like the last five or six pages is one of the most amazing things I've ever read. You said about that book before, yeah. Yeah. Hannah is just like, that just means it's bad pacing, you know? You can't redeem it. I mean, it was a good show. I didn't hate it. Like, I wasn't like, flip a table, like, I'll never fucking watch it again. Like, I'll check out season two. Sure. But like, I I don't know what my problem was, because it had so many things I love. Yeah. Maybe it was just way too many things I love. Yeah. And they need, like, you know, sometimes you gotta look in the mirror, take one thing off before going outside. Yep, yep. It was kind of like, all right, you're in the '80s, check. You got great music, check. All right, you got a monster, check. Oh, we got a sci-fi, check. Okay, we got a governmental, check. I know. Oh, you got ugly kids yeah. doing fun. T- oh, D and D, check, check. Okay, got and it, actually, got it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But I wonder if it 
it was like 13 episodes, right? Uh, sure. There's, there's, yeah, <laughs> Let's just go with that, yeah. sure. <laughs> there, there's, there was an article that we posted over on Binary System uh-huh. about that Night Manager series that Tom Hiddleston Right, did, right, right. Which is brilliant. Yeah, everybody should watch it. But it's only six episodes long. And a lot of people feel that that was perfect because if you tried to drag it out any further, it would have yeah. been overwieldy. I'm wondering if they could have just trimmed a couple episodes off the It's possible. Channels. I felt that just a lot of episodes, nothing really happened. And I had to question... If Winona Ryder is good, like I I I remember Winona Ryder from you know she is our generation Very as so. uh, one of those defining '90s actresses that was in everything that yes. we grew up with. So yeah. it's very much like I look at Winona Ryder and I think I miss you in things, and then I see her in this is like, are you good in this or? Or, I don't know. It's tough because the character herself is not meant to be likable. Correct. And she did, in that respect, she did a really good Ex- job. Yes, I agree. Which means it's hard to watch her sometimes. I mean, all she does is sit around and scream and act like I assume she acted when she stole all that shit from that store. Right. Like, crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, by that rationale, you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. But I kind of don't want to spend any more time with your with your character. Yeah. Um, I did find her son interesting, the older brother. I yes. thought he was a good character. He was really good. Also, um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who sure, hasn't sure, seen no. it, but the way they ended that with him and the girl, and I'm just like... That was weird. That was, was, but it was good. It was normal. Because it did something that we didn't expect to happen. Yeah. Know? Also left room for other things oh, sure. in the second season. Hated the girl. Yeah. I had was... no interest in the girl or her sex boyfriend. Right. I, I just... Fuck all that. Like, and I, it spent so much time yes. with it. And it was like, I why am I spending time with this terrible teenage That's girl? That's why I liked her better when she was with the older brother. And yes. that last yeah. episode, she was quite the badass. Again. And I was like, awesome. Every you know? one of the last episodes I felt was on par. Like, love the sheriff, though. Yeah. From the moment he woke up in that first episode and yeah. was like, Putting on his pants, drinking a beer, smoking a certain, like, oh, I know more about your character <laughs> in this 30 seconds. And you haven't said a goddamn thing yet. Yeah. Like, everything you're doing tells me so much about your character. And I like that guy as an actor. I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I would rather spend more time with him than any of the fucking kids. And they've certainly yeah. left all that open for sure. the season as well. Uh, you know? I didn't think... Uh, this is... I, I know. I'm Send your letters. I don't... Sure. No, no one's listening. Uh, <laughs> Lots of people are listening. Totally. They're all listening. The hell's the matter with you? I, I, I did not think that little girl was that as good as everyone makes out no, to be. She, she really was. She, she was, was actually, great. She was good, but she's out of that little She wasn't no Dakota Fanning. No. But out of that little group of kids, you know, the three kids playing the d and they were trying great. to save yeah. it. They were wonderful and her she was fine my, my, my D&D brain could not get past certain things that they were doing like mm-hmm. they were like oh a 14 kills the dragon I was like no it doesn't <laughs> it's like in all the D&D that we played in college we never fought a dragon because our dungeon masters were aware that dragons kill people yeah, fairly they're really, easily, like, they, they were really like hard. oh we rolled a 14 it was just like you can't beat that creature on a 14 roll. Do you have like a plus 18 sword of dragon slaying? That's the only way you'd pull it off. Maybe 80s D&D was different. Well, you never played second edition, did you? 
No, I've only played fifth edition. Yeah, that's when yeah. we started out. We were playing second edition, so it's yeah. possible. You know, there was sure. a lot. There was a lot more math in second edition. I remember. Yeah, I, I love fifth edition. It's very simple. That's whatever. But we can all agree it isn't fourth, which apparently was the Austin Powers of like a James Bond lineup. Really? Like, there's some really funny memes where they're like first, second, third, and fifth, and it's all the sexy Bonds, yeah. and then like fourth edition is Austin Powers. You're like, <laughs> ah. That says a lot. It right really there. does. Never played that one, so I don't know. Yeah, either did I. Um, no, Stranger Things is fine. Like I have no, I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I didn't get on the bandwagon. Right. Like I was like, I appreciate everything those brothers are doing. I think they're fantastic. The music was the best part of it. It for was me. wonderful. Yeah. Like, also, yeah. just I, every once in a while, something would jump out at me. Some element of decor or some car or some thing that somebody was watching or whatever I'm like oh my god my childhood you know yeah. it's all over the, they did such a great job with the mm-hmm. sets I'm just like I've been in that house I've been in that house you know it was wonderful I think, my, I think maybe the problem is, is like I'm so familiar with the stuff that they took homages from mm-hmm. that I couldn't get past that it was just one giant homage yeah, yeah. Like, you, you know what I mean like I'm watching going like well this shot's from this yeah. that shot's from that you yeah. know and now, granted, let's say, I don't know, average Joe Blow in the middle of America doesn't know his cinema like right. I do. You right. know what I mean? Like, he doesn't study it or really enjoy 80s cinema. Right. So when he watches it, he doesn't see the homages. He just goes, oh, it's like E.T. I think Where I'm just like, yeah. no, it's not just like E.T. They did that. That shot straight up from yeah. E.T. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, it's it's you can appreciate it on different layers. Sure, I'm I trying to like justify my reasoning. It's totally fine. <laughs> I'm actually now I, I wanted to finish that and I'm almost you know I'm most of the way through Luke Cage. What I really want to do is just set aside a block of time because third season of Penny Dreadful hit Netflix and I'm so yeah I haven't even excited. watched it because I was on the plane right. and they had several episodes available to watch for free and everything and I rewatched some of it and I really like that show. I what I remember when they when they when they started making it. Probably four years now because three seasons. Yeah, you know, year. Okay, so about four years ago. Yeah. I remember reading that they were like, "Oh, Showtime's going to do a thing called Penny Dreadful, and here's a description." And I remember reading and like, "Yes." Mm-hmm. Like it was like, so you went into my brain. Yes. And we're like, "Oh, we're going to make a show just for you." And I was like, "Yes, please." Yes. And and I love that they did. Now I'm upset that they decided to end the show after three seasons. Sure. I have not seen season three yet, so I don't know if, from all accounts that I have read, the show comes to a close. Like, it is, it runs its course. It wasn't like they, well, maybe we'll have another one. Like, they were like, no, no, everything is coming to a close. Boom, done. And that's great. It's a shame, though, that a good show, I guess, decided to go out on top instead of versus... Lack of better example, Supernatural season twelve. Yes. You know what I mean? Which pissed me off because the Supernatural season twelve premiere yeah. was excellent. And you were like, oh, God no. damn it. Oh, no. You're like, oh, got it. Uh-huh. So you're rejuvenated with this new season twelve. Right. You're like, so- really and I'm 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 totally fine with them doing this sure because like, I have no issues with it. God, but. The, like the number of shows that I have stuck with that just got so bad towards the end, end of True Blood, Ugh. last season of House. You know, I'm like, you should have ended it like three seasons ago. You it it was so weird because I'm because 
Like, look, and you know I love Supernatural, oh. and I'm in. I'm in at the win. It. It's the same with Once Upon a Time. It's not great, mm-hmm. but I'm in it at this point where I'm like, well, I have to see how this ends. Sure. I've watched six seasons. <laughs> I can't just cold turkey Never walk mind, away. I'm done. Yeah, because I'd be like, well, what do I do with my Sunday evenings now? Right, you know. Right. But it's like I'm watching. And it's like okay, you know, last season they they ended. They fought the devil again. They fought God's sister. You know, like, you're, you're just watching, like, okay. I, I'm sure the Catholics had a problem with God's sister as a character. Sure, Whatever. you know. You know, the devil's still around. And I'm like, rock on. As a gift to Dean and Sam, God's sister was like, you guys have been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Here's a gift. Wow. So they bring her mo- his mother back to life. Okay. I was like, I, I remember watching it last season going, like, all right, we'll see how that goes. Right. And it was fucking great. Oh, wow. Because, like, here's a character taken, who's been dead for 33 years, and her last memory is dying. Right. Like she, it's not like she caught all the knowledge of the 20, what, what, 22nd century. Is that where we are? Yeah, 21st. First? I don't you know. Yeah, it's yeah. not like she got the 33 years of knowledge on top of being born again. Yeah. It was just kind of like, I'm in my nightgown. I don't know who you are. Who are you? You young, at- attractive adult man in front of me right. who says, oh, you're my child. You know? Uh, and it was so good that it upset me. Because it was like, you don't get to be this good in your in your 12th season. Maybe but that's apparently a new you trend, do. you know? Sure. We're so used to that, that if a show goes on that long, like, are you watching Simpsons at all anymore? Currently? I occasionally will tune in. Yeah. I, I mean, some are good, some are It's just awful. an accepted thing that people like Simpsons. That's really still on. You know, you know, someone pointed out to me, though, recently that we remember The Simpsons when we were watching it. Yep. Because we were adolescents, we thought that shit was funny. Yeah. So there's like an eight-year period where we think The Simpsons were the greatest eight seasons ever. Yeah. To a newer generation, maybe this is their great se- their eight be. seasons. It could be. You know, because they are incorporating things of the time. Mm-hmm. So like, things that The Simpsons are talking about today may not resonate with us, but kids they resonate with. Yeah. But you go to say South Park or Family Guy, those are our guy our. Our age demographic is now making that show. Yeah. Not that they're pandering to the new kids, but they're really dealing with things that 40-somethings deal with, exactly. and they're using it to talk about. Yes. So we understand like when they make a statement about how stupid iPhones are and why everybody has one. Right. Where the Simpsons, well, well of course everybody has an iPhone. Yeah. That's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. You know, so it is... Different to watch both of them and see who's writing it versus what we're talking to the kids. No, we're talking to the adults who have those kids. Right. And I think that is... Not that The Simpsons don't do that. But I think, say, like Family Guy and South Park probably do it a little bit more. Sure. um, Because they're more on the peripheral making fun of it, where The Simpsons probably are making fun of it through the inside. Uh, That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I do watch their Halloween ones, though, still. Yeah, I haven't watched the last few Halloween. Those are always great. Because they... They pick good things to sure. go for, you know? It, it, it is... I don't want to use the term scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point, but sometimes you're like, okay. How many more established Halloween tropes can you go after? Or Right. It is almost kind of like, got it. You've done them all. Yeah. Like, okay. After all these you... years, you've got three every Halloween episode. Yeah. How many? 20 seasons of... Simpsons, how many? Oh, God, they're in the, I think, 28th season, God, maybe. That's so that crazy. show has been around almost as, as much as, like, we've been alive, which is strange. Because I remember watching the first episode in 89. Yeah. You were like, oh, this is be funny for a while. Mm-hmm. 
a while is 20 some years well, later. Have to, but some of those Halloween episodes are so brilliant. Oh, they're fantastic. Know? There's I like mean, the yeah. one season where they do The Shining. Oh, The Shining? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, All it's fantastic. of those, and every single one, like some, they'll do like three in an episode. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while they'll have one that's like, meh, that's all right. But yeah, I just it's usually remember, too strong, one yeah. cheesy. I seem yeah. to remember that year, though, every single one was brilliant. Well, the, the, the early days, they were all. Yeah. Like, because we hadn't started repeating things, right. but like, like hit their Bram Stoker Dracula joke where every the shadows like playing the yo yo yes. in the back. Or like, you're just like, oh, just right. The shadow in the movie was doing weird things. Yes, you know, um, I loved the Twilight Zone homage things oh, where they God. do the. Um, it's like that Twilighty show about that zone. Yeah. <laughs> was it the bus, the gremlin on the bus, like the gremlin oh, on the plane? Yes, yes, I remember. Uh, Love the Freddy Krueger one where. Um, Everybody wasn't supposed to fall asleep, and then she comes in lecturing him, and I was like, "Why are you here? Because you fell asleep." I'm not asleep. I just closed my. Oh no! It was a not sideshow, Bob. Uh, no, groundskeeper Willie. Willie. That's I was what just, it was. There's so many weird names. I, I love sideshow Bob though. Yeah, I, Kelsey Grammer is just nails that character. Even at Universal, they have um, a sideshow Bob trying to crawl out of a jail cell. Oh no! Nice. Like up high on one of the things, I was like, "Oh, it's funny." Um, but yes. Well, that was a far departure from we Penny Dreadful. Really, really? But I don't know how that happened. But, you know, we were talking about I'm I'm okay with Penny Dreadful editing after three. I would yeah, you rather don't keep it in long. a yeah. nice perfect little jewel. That's that's fine. Uh you'll be happy to hear if you didn't know Vampire Diaries final season. I think it's time. It really you is. think? Yeah. And it hasn't <laughs> even... it? half the main cast is gone now yeah. almost. <laughs> Wait, it hasn't even started yet, has no, it? No, it starts like a couple Fridays ago. It it, start, it already started? By the time of this recording, oh, yes. Yeah, I got it. I was going to say, because I'm like, but, as much as I'm like, I want it to be over, at the same time, I'm like, have I missed the season no, premiere? No. I can't it's have missed still it. a couple weeks away from this time. Got but it. when people hear this, it was last time. <laughs> time is weird. It's, it's all good. It's very space balls here right now. I'll, when is it happening? Right now. Right. I'll, I'll miss it when it's gone, but, I mean, and last season was not bad. It was not sure. horrible. But it is getting into a very weird place, yeah. you know? And yeah, I knew that it was already going to be the final season because the Comic-Con bag was not just Vampire Diaries. The Comic-Con bag was Vampire Diaries and the originals on the same bag. I'm like, oh, you guys are almost out. Yeah, yeah. and I think they moved them both to Friday nights, which is typically not the... Not a great time. Yeah, it's kind of like, you on your way out. Yeah, but I like vampires, and I, I like all the pretty people on But CW we will shows. be getting a new vampire show, I think, either next season or it's going to be a season replacement next year. I'm not sure. Okay. The Lost Boys is becoming a television I, show. I heard about that. Yeah. I'm... Okay with that, yeah. honestly. And we've got, for our cosmic selection, we were going to do vampires today, but then we just went all over the place. But sure. we're going to do a vampire podcast because I really want to look at like the different vampire tropes. Sure. Like, the, in this world, this is how you become a vampire. And in this world, they they hate crosses. And in this world, they don't care. You yeah, know? it's weird. It's I always like that. That's but it's, kind of, it's just a nice fluidity to the vampire <laughs> lore. <laughs> I think the Lost Boys will work great for a show. I think it will, too. Um... Better than a comic. Yeah. Um, there's a comic coming out or just started to, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't need to read that. Nah. Uh, but, all right. Well, we were all over the place, but mostly <laughs> we just wanted to talk about New York Comic Con and get us back in the groove, because it's been a few weeks since we've seen each other, and this is more of a, a, a chit-chat. So, yeah. um, that was the lost portion of being in sci-fi. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, all right. I'm Leland here with Elizabeth, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.